Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. Welcome back. This week we have a special guest joining us for an interview at this time. He is a cornerback from the Duquesne Dukes out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He was a member of the USA Football Under-19 national team that stomped Canada 33 to nothing. A couple years back, he was a second-team All-State selection in Texas as a senior at Colleyville Heritage High School in Colleyville, Texas. Three-star recruit coming out of high school. Three-star recruit according to 24-7 Sports and ESPN. And number 181 nationally for his position. He started out his career at Boise State, and now he is at Duquesne. Please welcome Reed Harrison Ducrow. Reed, how you doing? Welcome, Reed. Glad to be on the show. Yep, glad to have you here. Um, so, you are at Duquesne, who, which you know, a couple hours from me here in PA. Uh, I'm, I'm outside of Philly a little bit, on the other side of the state. Um, but you know what? I guess, you know, we, we, we've talked about what brought us to the game of football. What introduced you to football at a young age? Um, well, I think my dad really introduced me to the game of football. You know, ever since I was a baby, like I even have a baby picture um, of me when I was like one in a Saints jersey with a helmet on and a little Saints ball. <laughs> um, I've always had like a little football in my career. We're playing like crawling football before like I could walk, stuff like that. Yeah. So I've always really been around the game. Good nice. nation, huh? Yeah, who that nation? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, cool. I think that's a story that most people have. You know, their dad is normally the, the guy that introduces them to the game of football. You know, my dad beat it into my head from a young age, you know, to, to like Notre <laughs> yeah. Dame and uh, to hate the Cowboys. And uh, that's about what he taught me. I, I strayed a little bit from the Eagles, but uh, being a Seahawks fan. But um, you started out your career at Boise State. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your time at Boise and uh, what made you decide to go to Duquesne after a while? Okay, so the DC and the DB coach who recruited me there uh, left before I got to campus. Oh, okay. It's clear to me that the new DC vision for the defense kind of had thicker guys at the corner position since the Mountain West is mainly running. Um, in fact, they brought a Jugo kid, six foot, two hundred pound guy, in the spring of twenty seventeen, and then immediately put him in the starting spot. I eventually did earn the starting spot, um, but a big part of me getting my opportunity was that corner, that Jugo corner, got suspended um, before the first game. I played really well the first three games um, and was rated by PFF as a top player um, overall on the team. And then we were playing Virginia at home. And I got a minor injury and then I had to come out of the game. Um, Why did you choose uh, Boise to start with? Uh, it was the biggest football school okay. um, offer that I had. And I really wanted to – and my visit up there was really well. 
I still love like all the fans and the environment and stuff. It's like they're like a pro team up there. So. I bet that blue turf is something else to see. Smurf yeah. turf, <laughs> best best turf in football. Smurf turf. Oh, yeah. You get used to it though, but it's it's definitely a sight to see though. It's, yeah, I'm sure it's hard on the eyes at first. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so would opposing players kind of have difficulty? Like if you guys were in your blues, would would opposing teams like would you guys just kind of blend into the field? Is that like something? Um, it's funny you say that. So we were playing so my freshman year. It was we were on kickoff return, and we actually had one of our guys lay down um, on the blue, like on the side. Uh, so we caught the ball and ran on the right side, and the guy laid down on the left side, and he threw it to him, and but he overthrew him. But he was <laughs> nobody saw him. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I've seen that play work before. The the yeah. the. Uh, yeah. The, the lateral across the field of the guy that nobody's paying attention to. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I would love to see the Smurf turf. I know uh, Eastern Washington, I think, has the red turf uh-huh. out there. So some interesting turf choices, you know. Yeah. Normally you just see green, but, you know. I think I think Boise was the first to do the, the different color turf. Yeah. yeah. They, had, um, they had to make it darker, actually, because the birds would uh, fly down and think it's water. <laughs> so they had to make it water. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> things you don't think about when you come up with ideas i'm sure the guy that right. came up with it's like we'll just paint it blue and everything will be fine and then you have issues that come up and you have to like <laughs> okay let's make it darker so birds don't get injured and stuff yeah yeah so uh so that's about your time at boise now you ended up at duquesne uh what was your choice uh how, what made your choice to pick duquesne um i chose duquesne really for two reasons one it's a really great education um to get my degree and then as well as (laughs) number two um they said they gave me the opportunity to play um in the slot and then being in a high passing um conference Mm -hmm. so that was also um a plus as well as i wanted to be on the east coast i've never been before okay well welcome to the east coast uh As an educator, I love to hear that you came there for education because I'm telling fourth grade students every day, you know, you you can love football. I love football, but have a backup plan, for goodness sake. You know, have something else that you can fall back on because, you know, you're a knee injury away from, you know, having to fall back on something. So so having that education is important and, you know, getting – you know, uh, I'm not sure your your scholarship aspect was that was that pretty much taken care of at Duquesne. So, you know, you're getting an education for you know something that people have to like. You know, you know, you bust your hump on the football field, I'm sure, uh, but you know, some people have to like work two jobs and and pay their tuition. So, getting that opportunity, I think, is is outstanding, and you're taking advantage of that. You said you're yep. taking summer classes right now, so you're on top of that stuff. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely a blessing. <laughs> Um, so, um, Daryl, you got a question? Yeah. So now that we've covered, uh, Boise and Duquesne, what's, we're going to get into your game a little bit here. What's the one thing you see that you need to improve most about your game? Um, it's kind of hard to pick, hone in on one. Uh, I don't think players should because I feel like all aspects you should always work on. Um, but I guess for one, I'd say my technique, um, the reason I say technique because it can separate um, your play from the rest. If you're not as athletic or not as big or strong, um, technique can always differentiate and put you in position um, to make plays and put you like one step quicker. 
um, right, in right. certain situations. So, so one of the things you mentioned was uh, being a slot corner. So that's a big position now in the NFL. You know, we talked last week about how, uh, you know, we were talking about slot corners a lot because that is a, a prime position in IDP because you're on the field a lot, you know, third down, where's a quarterback looking normally? It's normally the slot guy or a tight end. So to get the first down, you know, you're not really, you know, sometimes you'll take a chance with a long pass, but most of the time you're just trying to get the first down, get some more uh get some more downs and, and try to move the ball. Uh, what's the biggest difference between playing a slot corner position and an outside position? I think in the slot, you have a lot more to look at and a lot more action going on mm-hmm. closer to you as opposed to being outside where you have the receiver and you have some time to kind of see what's going on and kind of look inside as opposed to when you're in the slot, uh, it's a lot quicker routes um yeah there's more distance between you and the slot obviously since he's usually off the line Mm -hmm. uh you have you have to be run support more and so it's just a lot more keys you have to look at in the slot as opposed to outside i imagine that slot position is a lot faster yes play than everything else which and speeds everything up so yeah yeah and i caught your uh, highlight video that's on your your twitter uh pinned uh with the, mm-hmm. the, the Tupac in the background here. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my, my dad's dad's working. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think Tupac was gone before you were even born. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, looking at that, you know, you you had some plays where you, you chased down people from across the field. Those are some nice plays. You had some plays where you know that your slot guys in motion to start with, so you're gonna have to you know navigate your way across the field. Um, you know, those things are key. And, and, you know, it's funny as a corner and Daryl watches a whole lot more corners than I do uh, when we get ready for our rookie guide. Um, really, a good play by a corner is the ball not going in your direction. So is yeah. it difficult to pick out highlights? Because if you got your guy covered correctly, that quarterback should not be throwing to you. Yeah. So and that, that happened a lot um, last year when he just like because a quarterback like come off the read if the guy's covered. Yeah. So it is kind of hard making like a, a highlight film because like you don't want to just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you do, I mean you, you have you're like yeah. If you look at like Byron Murphy's highlight reel, this when when he was drafted by the Cardinals, you know his highlight reel included you know the these hard hit tackles, his pick sixes. You know like you know if you don't get one of those pick sixes, you know they're they're looking at like. Okay, you cover the guy, which is what your yeah. job is to cover him, to make sure that that quarterback has to look off of you and go somewhere else. So, um, I, I can imagine that's pretty hard when you're trying to pick out your best plays. You know, the because yeah. really, if you do your job, that's what you're supposed to do. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of that, what's what's the strongest part of your game? Playing that inside, uh, it is tough, and that's why you know the Seahawks had a great guy, Justin Coleman, last year who moved, who went on to Detroit now. Um, so, so watching that, you know, getting that guy that can make the tackles and make the plays is very crucial. What's the strongest part of your game as far as, uh, what you do best? Um, well, kind of going off what I need to improve on, um, I think my technique as well as my knowledge for the game, um, are really my strongest parts of the game. You know, my three, eight, six, uh, 20 yard shuttle and then six, three, three, three cone. Um, kind of that quickness helps when playing. Um, if my technique kind of wavers, but um, I think that my technique 
really I really work on it a lot because you know I just love to work on my craft because you can always get better, always find right. different things to work on to add to your game. Um, and then knowledge of the game really makes it a game within a game. So looking at like down and distance, splits, different stances, um, how the line's set up, how the quarterback like his shoulders, you know, just different things like that, kind of like tendencies you see to kind of just slow the game down. Um, and then make you kind of like one step one step faster, which is like the difference between a PBU and a pick. So, I mean, just having that slowing it down makes you look quicker and then makes you make plays faster. So, Absolutely. Dally got a few? Uh, yeah. So uh, we like to change it up and throw in some crazy questions along the way. Uh, what's your favorite song of all time? I probably have two. So <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> Love a Millie by Lil Wayne. Um, okay. And then Acid Rain by Chance the Rapper. He's one of my favorite of all time. Now that's something new that's come out recently. Am I not correct on that? Um, so actually it was on one of his first mixtapes, but he just released it onto Spotify and yeah. Apple Music and all that. Yeah. I've been listening to it on repeat. I don't have to go to SoundCloud. <laughs> Um, so if you didn't play football, what would you do career-wise? I'd probably do something in the sports world. Uh, I love sports. I'm drawn to sports, so I feel like that'd be something I would pursue. I actually did an internship this past summer with um, a company called LDWW. It's a company out of Dallas that is like a PR promotional company that works hand-in-hand with the Big 12. Um, so I learned a lot working with them, kind of seeing that type of stuff and like working with big sports uh industries so it was definitely a fun experience cool nice my my kind of off off topic question is so so if after you hang up with us you know what's what's a night like for you what do you what do you like to do in your spare time (laughs) um i'm usually watching netflix but um trying to be like bilingual so i just do a lingual like two three weeks ago and i've been trying to do that it's it's funny i uh i started doing duolingo uh on my phone a couple weeks about a month ago i guess i took spanish in high school but i've been trying to just you know refresh myself and stuff because you know just trying to learn something (laughs) play around Um, it helps too yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, Spanish speaking uh, students are in our area yeah, where uh, I live, so you know it'd be a benefit for me to be able to communicate a little better. Oh yeah. Besides using Google Translate, uh, yeah. so, so what's on your Netflix? Uh, so continue watching for read. What would be continue watching for read on Netflix? Right now, I'm on um, Flash. It's like an old. I guess it came out in 2014. I think. Uh, it's about the superhero Flash, but hey, I usually, yeah, I watch that show. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, yeah. it's a, I'm I'm um, all about the superhero stuff. So yeah, I'm bad about it though because when I get on like a Netflix show that I, I like, mm-hmm. I'll like binge watch it. Like, <laughs> yeah, to, like one, and then get mad at myself for staying up to one, and then do the same thing the next day. <laughs> yeah, I have ADD when it comes to Netflix binging, because I, I, we also have a couple different services. We, like, we have Hulu and Amazon Prime and stuff, and I'll go back and forth. I'll like hop around to different stuff, so I'm never finishing like anything because I'm just bouncing from one thing to the next. 
Yeah. So, so, so are you a big Stranger Things fan or no? No. See, I don't. I don't do the uh, the demon stuff. I watch <laughs> the shows, and they killed. I guess got the demon out of one guy, and then he like when I just saw it like crawling, I was like, yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're in the we're in the season. See, me and my wife watch shows together, but she goes to bed super early, so like uh, it's like her days off are the only time we watch anything together. So, but uh, so I have my own set of shows to watch. Um, so getting back to the football, which is why people listen to this show mainly not to hear about me and Daryl's uh, <laughs> you know personal lives here. Uh, so if if somebody wanted to on YouTube right now go to a game to watch you play, what would you say your best game to watch to see what your uh, you know top game was of all time that you played at college level? So we played UMass last year, and I played really well against them. And against Andy Isabella, um, who's Ooh. second round, I think second round pick by the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, but I think the game I want people to watch is the Washington State game. Mike Leach and um, like that receiving core really tried um, the secondary, especially me, and I feel like I did really well. They really didn't get anything on me. They were bigger receivers. And, you know, it's kind of like the knock on I guess smaller corners or corners under six foot. Uh, they can't guard big receivers, so they were big. They tried short routes, long routes, um, different schemes and stuff, and I feel like I did really well. They really didn't get anything. Um, and then that game went to, like, I think it was double or triple overtime. And then in one of the overtimes, actually on third and one, they tried, like, a fade against me, uh, singled me out, and then I shut it down. So <laughs> Nice. That was definitely fun. And then Luke Falk, their quarterback, is in, in the NFL as well. So... Daryl knows a thing or two about him. Really? I think he's uh, on the Titans, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is. I, oh, well, I think he still is. I need to update. I haven't looked in the last month or so. But What kind yeah. of fan are you? Yeah. You don't even know if the guy's on the team. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been so crazy with this Ron Tannehill stuff and everything else going on. Yeah. I, I forget those third stringers sometimes. But, yeah, as far as I know, he's still with us. Yeah, that Mike Leach offense is fun to watch, so. Yeah, he attacks you from a lot of angles, so he's gonna he's gonna find your weak spot if you've got one. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Cliff Klingsbury is gonna bring that kind of offense to the NFL this year. Uh, you know, I know Chip Kelly's tried it a little bit before, but uh, Isabella's gonna be on that team, so um, you know he, he's primed to start pretty much. So that's that's uh, pretty good if you you shut him down pretty well. Yep. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I guess if there is a game where you wanted to kind of just say, can I just start this over? <laughs> uh, I'd say, I'd say number one that Washington State game because mm-hmm. uh, you can't beat that environment. Um, both, I think both us and Washington State was ranked. It was a night game. It was on national ESPN TV. It was at their place, so it was a packed crowd. Uh, it was just a ridiculous like environment. Like I just love all yeah. of, like the energy and high intensity of it. One of those um, Thursday night games was it? I, I think so. Because I think the Mount West plays a lot of Thursday night games, right? So or yeah. weird nights. At the, I think they even play some Tuesday night games occasionally, like crazy like that. Also late, so it's like <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, we'll we'll see you more on the East Coast. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, most people ten o'clock. That's why I think the uh, the pack. 12 always gets a bad rap when it comes to 
uh, rankings and stuff because I, I'm sure half of those New York reporters don't stay up and watch it. They just watch yeah. the highlights. Well, I'm a so, night owl, so I like those late games. I sit up and well, watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl's up till like 2 in the morning drinking some, <laughs> some moonshine and watching some football. So. <laughs> Uh, so, so talking about the NFL, uh, you know, you're, you're poised to graduate in December, you said, and, um, you know, making yourself eligible for the draft this year, what cornerback do you like to watch to kind of emulate your game after the pattern, everything after, um, you know, we all have people we look up to in our, you know, paths of careers. Um, who would that person be that you kind of keep an eye on? Uh, well, the main guy is Chris Harris Jr. Um, for the Denver Broncos. But I usually take bits and pieces from a lot of corners. But I picked Chris Harris in particular because he's my build. Or I guess I'm his builder. He's my build. Uh, 5'10", about 190. And he plays the slot as well as the outside. Mm-hmm. So just kind of seeing how he plays the game. And he's obviously a very good player. So kind of seeing how he plays and like what tricks and tips he uses in the NFL to dominate at that level. And I feel like if I can kind of see what he does and work on that and add that to my game, I feel like that'll help me do well at the next level, at the next level as well. So, Yeah, it's definitely a good person to uh, watch. He's going to be uh, dependent. He, he's, I think he's going to be more on the outside this year with Vic Fangio yeah, okay. uh, in town because he's, he's the leader, really. They lost uh, Keep Tlaib last year uh, to yeah. the Rams, so he, he's going to be – dependent on i mean bryce callahan got brought in to man the other side probably but you know bryce callahan kind of played that nickel corner uh with the bears so um another guy to kind of keep an eye on so you can just watch denver and see some really good corners for the most part uh even for even for a saints fan you know (laughs) obviously uh you you got a great one in marcus Lattimore. oh yeah yeah so he's a He's somebody quarterbacks should just avoid at all costs. Yeah, we're finally getting that defense defense together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote an article of... last week about uh, Malcolm Brown being a sleeper coming from the Patriots. Uh, that front line that the Saints have is is four first rounders. Yeah. So it, it's it's yeah. loaded with talent. So it's yeah. and the back end has a bunch of for. Uh, Lattimore's first round. I don't think uh, Williams was, but he was like second round pick. Like yeah, I think he was a second so, rounder. And Von Bell. So they, they have an improving defense, definitely. Um, and Cam Jordan's a, a beast. So, um, so if you're, you know, out there and they, they call a certain play, what, what's the play that you like to get called for you to? What's your favorite? I guess, uh, you know, play call. Uh, you know, they call this play, and you're like, "All right, I got this." Press, press, man, press 100%. man. <laughs> I think every corner thinks that because oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's man on man. It's you versus me, and I'm not gonna let you win. Receiver, tight end, slot receiver. It's just, it's like like you said, it's just you versus him, and just lining up. And yeah. Playing, um, use your technique and all that. It's, yeah. And then dominating is obviously fun too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. The play. Yeah. Um, so Daryl, you got any more? I got one more, but I'll let you uh, talk yeah. some. Yeah. Well, um, so what are your personal goals for the 2019 season? Individually, team wise. So in individually, um, 
I want to obviously be a FCS All-American. Um, I want to continue to grow uh, week in, week out, and add stuff to my game, and then fix things that I did wrong or poorly that week. Um, and then continue to not have any touchdowns uh, caught against me all year, which is like every corner's <laughs> first of all. <laughs> and then, um, as well as team, win another NEC championship and then go deeper in the playoffs than we ever have. So, Awesome. Cool. So this is uh, being a, a you know role model, which if you, you know, go to the NFL and, and become uh, an NFL superstar – uh, being a role model is kind of expected. What would you say to, you know, if you had your own football camp, what would you say to like fourth graders that I'm teaching or high school players, you know, about uh, what they need to do uh, to get, you know, to college, to, to make it to the next step, or just basically what they, you know, life, you know, advice you would give them? Life advice, football-wise, I'd say um, continue to work hard, listen to your elders and then consistency. Um, I think consistency is the biggest thing because a lot of people start some things and they'll do them for like maybe like a month or two and then just stop and then go to the next thing. But I think a big thing I've learned from football is continuing to do things consistently, like consistently working on technique, consistently working on footwork, consistently working like in the gym, like stuff like that. Um, and then as you consistently do it over and over, you'll eventually get better at it, but you just have to continue to be consistent with it. Um, and then life-wise, I'd say just be positive uh, because life isn't guaranteed um, and just try to find the positivity in every situation because failures are going to come, but you have to look at failures and be able to pick what you want or pick the positives from it and learn from it so that that failure doesn't happen again or is it less likely to happen again yeah so. that's a lot of what we are teaching in schools you know uh we're teaching growth mindset where you know you make a mistake you learn from that mistake and you move forward uh so that's definitely something to you know focus on the positives and how you can make things uh better um daryl anything else uh no not unless you have one i think we've uh, covered yeah. the most of them yeah, so, uh, well, we'd like to thank Reed for coming on and uh, talking with us. Uh, it's an honor to, to talk yes, with somebody thank you, here. Um, you know, and we wish you all the best this year, your team, the Duquesne Dukes. Yep. I'll try to catch a game or two. We might see them uh, showing up here, my ESPN Plus. Yeah. And... Uh, We'll be looking forward to uh, writing about you in our 2020 Rookie Guide when we get that rolling here in January. Yep. Yes, sir. We'll you. try to get your name out there as much as we can and help you out. Well, I, def I definitely appreciate it. it Absolutely. And like I said, man, some of the best plays are plays where the ball's not coming to you. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So keep that keep that in mind, NFL scouts. If the ball's not coming to you, it means you're doing your job. <laughs> not, that, not that I can teach NFL scouts anything probably, but, uh, you know. I, I can watch football. I know who's good. So. Yeah. So, thanks for coming on again, and we will kind of transition into our regular show here, and uh, we will see you in a couple. So that was our interview with Reed Harrison Ducrow, cornerback from Duquesne, a uh, nice young gentleman that we had on. And now we're going to get into our uh, regular show. Uh, we had to postpone our guest for today. He will be back on in a couple weeks. 
uh, had some, you know, family stuff going on. It is summertime, you know, families like to do stuff. Uh, we just sent our families, you know, we just locked ourselves in the basement and said, you know, go away. Uh, so, you know, we, we just said, see you later. Bye. Uh, we're going to go lock ourselves away for a little while. Uh, but that was a good interview. Uh, nice young man. And, you know, hopefully we see some big things coming from him. Uh, but today we're going to talk defensive tackles now, you know, thought we were going to talk corners. I bet Daryl, didn't you having the corner on for the interview? Thought we were going to have your your show, the spotlight <laughs> D win about corners, and I shut that down. Yeah, <laughs> I said let's talk defensive yeah, tackles. Did. Yep, switched it up on me. Well, defensive tackles is a much shorter conversation, and uh, you know that interview was great, and 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 you know we don't want to be over two hours for the like fifth consecutive week here. Sure we do. Yeah. Some people don't have two hours to listen to a show, Daryl. <laughs> I know, I know. Some of us do. Well, some of us don't. Well, you know, then they can. Li- that's what keeps them coming back. You know, they can that's listen true. to part of it now, then they can listen to part of it later. They can spend all week with us. In there. That's right. We are we're, always are in their ears. Man, it's a good thing that they don't have to watch us. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we got news and notes for you. So, what are some news and notes from this week? Obviously, the offensive side of the ball has a lot going on. What is the defensive side of the uh, ball got going on? Yeah, just a quick one. It's not really fantasy related. Just wanted to give him a shout out. He's a former Vol, former Titan and Redskin. Albert Hainsworth is having some kidney issues, failures. So he's yeah. looking for a donor. Um, you know, contact Vanderbilt Medical Center. Hope he gets well. Um, he's had some health issues the last few years. So just wanted to give him a shout out right there. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, hopefully he gets a new kidney. Uh, yeah, he's and... needing a transplant donor, so I guess his kidneys finally give away on him. So Yeah. Yep. So, wait, wait to bring us down, Daryl. <laughs> Sorry. So, we'll get into some the better news. Uh, this one kind of caught me off guard the other day. I just wasn't ready for to see this, but apparently Rolando McClain, the former first-round pick, wants to return to the NFL. Uh, yeah, I laughed when I saw this. I'm like, you haven't, <laughs> like, you haven't played in two years, but you want to come back and play. Nobody's wanted you for two years. So, like, you know, well, he was suspended for one year, I believe, indefinitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he got his act together, but I don't think an NFL team is willing to take a chance on a guy who hasn't played football in two years when you know there's other talented players out there. Yeah, I had to read it twice to make sure I was actually seeing the right name. I was like, yeah. is this? <laughs> I mean, he was an IDP. He was a good IDP player when he played. but Yeah, he was, he was actually a really good player. Yeah. It was just his off-the-field stuff. So Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, the next one, the Cardinals, the supplemental draft happened here not long ago. The Cardinals actually took safety Jalen Thompson of Washington State. Uh, they're going to have to give up a fifth rounder, which is not very much. Plus, say, they had yeah. two to begin with. So, a fifth but Thompson is, is a, yeah. But Thompson is a pretty good safety. So, um, maybe that'll be another piece they can build that secondary with. So, and this is—I I did not do any research on him. Uh, was this a infraction-related reason why he 
declared for the supplemental draft or was he just getting, <sighs> you know, maybe academically ineligible? I know that's why some of these guys. No, it I, wasn't I don't wanna... an academics thing. It was. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to be completely wrong on this. I was just wondering why the reason he wasn't in the regular draft, but in the supplemental. It draft. was. Uh... Actually, I didn't take a note of that. It was an academics. Um, if you give me just a second, I'll tell you for sure what it was. Okay. Well, in the meantime. Uh, but, uh, but in the meantime, uh, the Texans, Jadavian Clowney, he's expected to miss training camp, but apparently he's not going to pull the Le'Veon Bell and hold out into the season. So he's not going to play during training camp, but uh, he's going to be uh, there when the season starts, which is... So he's going to be fined a whole lot of money, and he's okay with that? <sighs> That's what it seems to be the way it's going right now. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I can see these guys not liking training camp, but you're getting fined if you don't show up. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, well, is he on the, is, kinda... is he was given the franchise tag? Yes or no? Or is he in the last year of his deal? He's in the last year of his deal. Okay, I, I couldn't remember temporarily what happened there. Um. Yeah, if you're under contract, you're getting fined. I mean, the same thing with Melvin Gordon. You know, if you're under contract, you're just getting fined every day you miss a training camp. So, I mean, you could be like Michael Strahan and say, I don't care, is the best. You know, Michael Strahan, I, I watched a football life or something with the with Strahan, and he said it was the best $500,000 he ever spent missing training camp. Because he was like, the wear and tear of my body, having to go to camp every day. He's like, I didn't mind paying the fine because he's like, it's the best vacation I ever paid for. Yeah, it's a break. But I I do kind of wonder sometimes, are these players ready to rock and roll when they sit out like that? Oh, yeah. Oftentimes, you have the rust and you have the the inability to perform when you're, you're not in training camp. There's a reason why training camp happens. Yeah. So. Oh, Speaking and to touch of, back on Jalen Thompson, his was he was he lost his eligibility to testing positive for a banned substance. Oh, so yeah. that so he's gonna pretty much automatically enter the substance. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll be red, he's red flag for substance already in the NFL. So, I mean, he's got he's pretty fast four four seven four five six is his time. Yeah. So. 33 and a half vertical, really talented, plays well, yeah. excellent in coverage. But, uh, yeah, I guess this kind of happened after the draft or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that this is what put him into that supplemental draft. Yeah. And like I said, what, um, Arizona giving up a fifth-round pick, that's nothing considering they already had two. So, you know, they're taking whoever they traded and or traded that to get that pick to use on him. So it's really a, a win-win for them. So looking at Arizona's backfield, and we'll take a closer look at this when we take a look at the NFC West at the end of the month, but you have Buda Baker, DJ Swearinger, Deontay Thompson. Now you add Jalen, Jalen Thompson. Was mm-hmm. you, have, you have two Thompsons back there now, you know, when's it going to be Thompson and Thompson time at safety? This is what you got to think is that like three or four years down the road. You know, they got Buda DJ Swearinger probably is only there for a year. Yeah. He's a rental. Most likely. But, yeah, what are they going to do? I mean, they're going to run three. That, that'll be something to watch here in training camp, uh, definitely. And, you know, these, these yeah, players. Possible. Re- and you got to remember, 
remember Patrick Peterson is suspended for the first yeah. what six games or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, six games. So I mean, they're looking for some. They've got Deontay Thompson too. So I mean, it's we'll see. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting yeah. how that secondary shakes out. You know, whenever there's a new coach, I, so I think they could mix and match in that secondary. We'll see how. Yeah, I think always when there's a new coach, there's always a bit of unknown when it comes to who's actually going to shake out here. Because it's not like other teams, like like when Marvin Lewis coached the Bengals for the 20 years, he seemed like he was there. You <laughs> knew certain guys were just going to hang on there because they were his guys. When, when you right. got a new coach and a new staff and a whole new coaching staff there, you, you don't really know who's going to, you know, who's going to win favor. You know, maybe a different scheme. You know, we wow. talked about uh, with with Reed about a different scheme can totally change what type of player they're looking for at a different oh, position. Yeah. So, you know, a three four defense. You know, they kind of played a four three last year. That, they, but I mean, I think that was always a hybrid for them. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. And any more news here? Uh, yeah, a couple more. Looks like Nick Bosta posted a video of his workout on Instagram. Says he's going to be ready for the start of training camp. That should make all his uh, fantasy owners happy. Might might teach you to talk bad about the Bosa boys. The Bosa boys we'll just fine. That. I know you're hating yeah, on the we'll Bosas. See. Is it because they went to Ohio State? Is that the reason? A little bit, but they just bit. can't stay healthy. Because you're an Iowa fan and you hate Iowa, Ohio State. <laughs> I'm an Iowa fan, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes that's it, that's it. Oh, shoot. I, I was talking with an Iowa fan this week, <laughs> and uh, I was mentioning how you're a closet Iowa fan. But, but you're, you're in volunteer country. But, uh, uh, yeah. Real funny. I am. I got my I got my moments every now and then. I got to take my shots when I got them. Um, so that it for news and notes. I know you want to talk about um, something else. Yeah, I, one that's interesting. Demarcus Lawrence says he wants to beat Von Miller to the sack record. Yeah, um, we we chatted about that briefly on Twitter. I just don't think that's going to happen because he has no help. If if one of them's going to do it, it's going to be Miller. I think he's got a better chance, but I, I don't think, see. I think Miller's too old do it i know that's I he's, not, he's not that yeah old, but well if you that kind of fits because not many of them hit 20 sacks at that age if yeah. you just read back on my article so that is yeah. one down following him and then lawrence he just there's nobody else there to help him hmm. and teams are going to focus they're just he's just not going to get 20 sacks so and this is putting you on the spot i've been thinking about this all week since you brought that up and, and lawrence brought that up who do you think would have a shot at it? Oh man! Like if you had to pick one guy to bet on today to get twenty two and a half, well twenty three sacks, I guess would be the record. Twenty two and a half, I believe, is Strahan's record. What? Who do you think yes. it could be? Potential. Ooh, man! You want somebody young? Uh... Despite your article, I still think it could be Aaron Donald. Because he is just Aaron, Donald. He, he's he just a can beast. Do it. I don't think do Mac. I, think I don't think Mac gets enough sacks. He gets a decent amount, but I don't think he's like that. That next level sacker, you know, like he gets a decent amount. Um, I think I, if I had to pick right now, I would probably 
as you said, Donald's probably still the front runner. Yeah. I don't know that he'll get back there, but I think he's the front runner. Um, if he can stay healthy, I wouldn't count out J.J. Watt because he's already done it twice. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. count him out. I know that's a big what if, but considering if he if he's fully healthy, I, I like his chances. Yeah. And then I would have a dark horse. I would probably say Daniil Hunter up in Minnesota. My pick is Miles. I really like him, especially if ever. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's my choice. Uh, I think I think he has the highest ceiling with the talent around him. Looking at that division, you have awesome. Big Ben, who's not very mobile. Yeah, I mean, and this is you know this is the next five years we're talking. He's young. He's right. good. He, he's had some injury concerns. That's going to be the big thing that'll set him back from being able to do that. But if you mm-hmm. look at the way they've constructed that team. They got two good cover corners. He, even though I, I I've been messing with Greedy's uh Greedy's tackling, <laughs> he's a good cover corner. They got two cover corners, and if he can get to the quarterback, you know they got a good line in front. They got a good tackles next to him. He's not going to be double. They're not going to be able to double team him probably as much as they hope. You, know, you got the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens are going to pound the ball a lot, but. I think he can get to Lamar Jackson. You got Andy Dalton back there who takes sacks like a like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> he is redheaded. He is. He's the red rocket. Uh, and, and then, I don't know the rest of their schedule, but you, they play them twice. You know, I, I think Miles Garrett has the, has the ability. I think you know, you're right about J.J. Watt. I think this is probably J.J. Watt's last year to probably take a shot at that. Mm-hmm. Because he's getting. Yeah, I a think older. age and health kind of after this. I think he kind of drops off. Yeah. And in that article, it was kind of interesting. Players that getting back to Donald, players that hit that milestone, their next best season for sacks came in within the next two years. So Donald's got this year and next year. In my opinion, according to history, he's got this year and next year to try to get back there. Yeah. Because then it sort of seems like it falls off. And, and J.J. Watt fit that criteria. He Once he did it the first time, two years later, he did it again. So um, he's kind of the king leader of this since he's done it twice and nobody else has. But uh, yeah. I, I like Donald. Don't. They, this was part of a Twitter conversation, too. Don't underestimate how much losing Indomitian Sue is going to affect him. Yeah. And that's a part of it, and that makes me a little happier, being a Seahawks fan. Um, <laughs> but he's still a dominant force. He is, he is, he is. And he's going to get his, and I still think he can get 15 to 18 sacks. I think he's Absolutely. in that range. I expect him to fall back this year a little bit. I don't yeah. what He's done it twice. I, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Uh, the thing about the 22 and a half, 23 sacks is you have to average about two sacks a game. Yeah, you have to have a lot of things go your way. Too. You have to have a lot of things go your way. You got to make a lot. You got to play against quarterbacks that don't get rid of the ball quick. You know, you got to, you know. But the, yeah. the thing that, that Donald does have is two good corners to cover on the outside. Um, the one advantage Donald has is they're going to play against the Cardinals, who have a terrible offensive line and a passing offense. This is true. So he's going to have opportunities in those two games to maybe get four each you know 
if I'm if I'm an IDP player, I mean, not not that I'm ever benching Aaron Donald for any circumstance whatsoever, unless he's inactive. Uh, but those two games, I'm smiling. I'm looking at the, at the schedule and see when he plays, and those two games should be very very good against that Cardinal defense, Cardinal offense. Even if Murray is is athletic and t- Donald's going to get his. Yes. He gets Russell Wilson every once in a while too, and Russell Wilson's one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league. So, so uh, any any more news that you want to go um, over? Yeah, this one I, this one we may discuss for a few minutes. So apparently, the NFL owners are pushing to extend the seasons to eighteen games, which I'm all for it. Uh, I imagine if you go to 18 games, I imagine you probably lose a preseason game or two, in my opinion. Uh, I think your rosters are going to expand. But the one little uh, nugget here that I'm not happy with is if it passes, they're going to limit you to 16 games max that you can play during the course of the regular season. I understand why. I understand why. I understand why. I don't like it. That will take fantasy football and turn strategy on its head. Well, it's going to turn the NFL on its head as well. It because is. if you're limited to 16 games, everybody's going to have a different opinion because yeah. people are different. So which games are coaches going to pick to say, well, you're not playing this week? So if I'm a coach, or, here's you know, what I'm doing. First two games of the I think, season. I think the easy thing before you get carried away, the easy thing is a player that gets hurt during the season, he, say he gets a little oh, nicked yeah. up. That's going to be an easy way out for him that's to miss their rest game. a game. Or, yeah, that's going to be their two games out. But if you're yeah. fully healthy and you're playing every week, ah. See, and I don't, I don't under. You would need two court. You'd have to build a super flex team. You'd literally have to hey. have two quarterbacks can play. So that means quarterback value in the NFL is going to go skyrocketing. If I'm the Seahawks right now, I got Russell Wilson and Geno Smith, and I got I got to bench Russell Wilson to put Geno Smith in there. Like I'm, if I'm Pete Carroll, I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? And what happens when what happens when Geno what happens when Geno Smith gets hurt and Russell Wilson's got to come in the game? I think that's where the roster expansions you're going to carry that third quarterback. A fourth you're quarterback going to have to. in some cases. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're that weak, but you know Here they're going to expand see. rosters. It sounds mind-numbing to me. And this, I think, in in the terms of fantasy, it's going to it's going to make fantasy crazy. Because... So say I buy tickets for the Seattle Seahawks and I fly all the way out there and that's the game they decide to sit Russell Wilson. I'm with you. I hear you. If you know, I go the, to the, Nashville... M- the NBA gets criticized for, for the, you know, the Spurs made it famous for sitting their stars and, you know, not sending them to like LA or whatever, you know, they'll, they'll bench the guys, you know, the NFL, they would, I think they would get a lot of backlash because, again, people are paying money to go see. Not that I really, I like watching the games at home personally. Right. Uh, being there, you know, is a cool experience, and I've gone to a couple NFL games, but I kind of like watching them at home better. So, what's going to entice me to go to the stadium if you're watching? Uh, <laughs> I can't even think. <laughs> Geno Smith versus uh, like Drew Stanton. Like, what's going to intrigue me to want to go to see that? 
Same reason why people try to sell their preseason tickets. Like it, it's. Yeah, I mean it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, this is a game changer if it happens, not just in fantasy but it in is. the NFL because it's there's going to be. I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, I think your teams. Do you do say the Cowboys, uh, the Patriots, or Kansas City? Do you play all your players six the first sixteen weeks of the season? Lock up your playoffs. Lock up well, your. What if you're fighting for a spot? The well, last I, two hang weeks? on. I mean, I could see those teams saying, "Okay, we're locked up. We're set. Yeah, take the last two weeks off." But like you mentioned, what about these teams that are seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven that are constantly battling back and forth to get in? How do you can't play your? If there's a limit, you necessarily can't play your stars the first sixteen games and then have to leave two games out there deciding your season without your best players. You know, I guess you have to look at your team and, and say, am I going to punt this game or not? And I think some teams would just punt games. Like they'd say, think... we're, we're playing the Patriots. We're just putting all backups in. Let the Patriots beat up on us. Oh my gosh. That's fantasy gold. <laughs> if you're thinking you're good, I mean, I know no NFL player ever thinks they're going to lose going into a game, but if you're a head coach and you're saying, Shh, you know, percentages and strategy wise you know i'm pe- playing the best team in the nfl am i gonna go give them my our best shot and possibly lose or am i gonna say i'm gonna use this as strategy and not use my starting quarterback wide receiver running back let the backups go and if we get pe- trounced we get trounced it's it's 18 games yeah but oh i don't i That'd be hard as a coach. That would be hard for me to do. It would I be, could, but I, but when are you going to bench your starting quarterback? Because your other your backup quarterback is not going to be any good. They can barely get thirty two quarterbacks on the field in the NFL today. They can barely. That's, Look at yeah, some of the guys starting. They can barely get thirty two on the field that can play. Well, then they, if that's the case, then the sixteen game limit can't be. I mean, if they look at it from that aspect, they can't. How, how about punters, place kickers? Are they going to be under the sixteen uh, game rule? <laughs> these are some of the things I've seen on Twitter that are just, you know, they they have not worked out all of these kinks, and they have not even brought that proposal up for for. Um, I think for sure. the first. The first thing you see go away is two of the preseason games. If they're expanding to 18 regular seasons, you're probably losing two preseason games. Which yeah. means pre-season. teams have less time to evaluate some of these back-end roster players. But at the same time, if you're going to 18 games, I think the rosters expand so you can kind of keep a few more. That's At least that's what I, I, I think expect. if they do that, the NFLPA is going to say, we want 80 players on a roster. And I would give them that. If you're going to add two more games in such a violent sport, I'd probably give it to them. Absolutely. And maybe expand the practice squad. You know, yeah, I don't know what the practice squad is. So really, team. I mean, that would make 90 players just right. about. And I'm fine with that because yeah. then those players. You can actually develop players. You can yes, actually you can give actually players playing yes. time. Like if you look at yes. some of the rookies last year that got zero playing time, how are they going to ever going to develop just playing in practice and preseason? And it's funny you say that because I'm working on my personal 
grading system for IDP. And I'm going through each draft, and it was I was surprised at the number of rookies just in last year and the year before that never even saw the field. Yeah. And I think this helps them. I mean, it's one thing to be on a practice squad, but really, yeah. how much is that helping you? You know, and think about the guys that we we watched and we scouted and we thought, man, this guy can tackle, man, this guy can play, and don't even make a squad, don't even get drafted. Right. So, do we need to open up the NFL draft to nine rounds, ten rounds? I mean, that's how it used to be. It used to be like fifty rounds. That used to be like a ton. 12, 12 rounds, I think, yeah. at one time. And they I shut it down to seven. But I think you would. If this goes through, and once they a couple years down the road, I, I think you could see it expand back to nine or ten rounds. I think because you, you're just not if they do away with the preseason and you're expanding the season, that limits the time that you can actually look at these guys and get them out on yeah. prac, you know, on your team for early preseason reps or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. this is good. This is game changer. This is big. Yep. Well, to wrap up this conversation, because we could talk about this for hours, I'm sure. <laughs> this would also mean a President's Day Super Bowl, which would be the greatest idea the NFL ever came up with. Because they push the season back two games. That puts you right on President's Day weekend. It makes President's Day weekend the Super Bowl weekend. And everybody can have off on Monday. You know, that's funny because President's Day is a recognized holiday by my work. So I'm off that day anyway. So am I. So that'd be hey. gl- that'd be glorious. So NFL, yes. do that. Don't worry about changing the schedule, but just do that. Yeah, listen to Man Dan. Let, let's <laughs> let's push the season back. Give college a few more weeks to to have the spotlight. There you go. And let's run a little bit into to February. Okay. Um. So that's it for news and notes here this week. Here we had some. Everyone. Some good news, and again, some some poor news here about your your former Titan and Vol. Uh, hopefully, yeah, he gets I well just soon. To mention that, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a defensive. Uh, actually, he's very fitting that you brought that up because today we're talking defensive tackles. Uh, <laughs> so we we're gonna transition into the main event, and we're gonna talk about defensive tackles. Uh, we we figured the two of us could handle this conversation here uh, because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, but we're going to go through our, our top 10 defensive tackles and then our top five rookies like we did with the other positions. We kind of got away from this because we had some some guests and, you know, some of our guests are uh, specialized. You know, they have certain skills and we, we want to use their skills. That's why we bring them on to, to talk about what they're good at. And, you know, if, if you know individual players and if you're just getting started defense and things like that, you know, they might not know you know, 10 tackles deep. Okay. When I first started IDP, I couldn't name you two tackles probably because I just looked at them as, as pieces. Now I understand how valuable they can be. Now, obviously this conversation is a moot point. If you count Aaron Donald as a D tackle, because if that's the case, <laughs> then he's number one and forget about it. Take him early and just forget about the rest of the players. Right. Uh, but he is not deemed a D tackle on MFL. Uh, unless Gary changes his mind and <laughs> changes that up. And then he will probably send the world into a frantic uh, change. I'm waiting for that to drop. I'm yeah, thinking he's going to wait until preseason gets started because that would make sense. 
Yeah, and it'd be a lot less work for him. If he starts changing now, it's just going to change again on him. So Yeah, so seeing what's actually happening in training camp, uh, keeping your eye on that is very important. I love training camp live because, you know, you watch some practices. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go on your team's website. Most of them record their practices when they're running just drills. You know, sometimes they don't run, you know, they don't record like their, you know, sp play management and stuff like that when they're coming up with their special plays and stuff like that. But your two-minute drills, your seven-on-sevens, normally you're just seeing them practice. Right. Um, but at D-Tackle, I think, and, and I've been quoted for this many times over the past two years, DeForest, Buckner, or Bust for my number one D-Tackle. Even though he's a 49er. <laughs> yeah, I think he's... Ow, excuse me. Yeah, I think he is your top option at D-Tackle right now. He's disruptive. He, he's what Aaron Donald is, basically, except he's labeled defensive tackle. Yeah, and, and they're Maybe putting, not as good as Donald, but he's very good. And they're putting some better pieces around him with Bosa, uh, the linebacking group and all that. So I expect him to take, you know, another little step forward. And he's really young still. So that's, in Dynasty, yeah. that's what you want. And just a second, I, I did, we, uh, we, we a couple weeks ago kind of were, were a little hard on Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas was on Good Morning Football the other day. <laughs> talking about his uh, his mental health issues that he had to deal with, his yeah, uh, stuff he had to deal with. So, uh, you know, good for him for reaching out and getting help. And, you know, anybody out there who's struggling with that stuff, get help. Absolutely. Um, he talked about, uh, you know, we, we were hard on Randy Gregory. Apparently Randy Gregory is going through a lot of the stuff that he was going through. Um, so, you know, maybe take it easy on somebody. You never know what's, what they're dealing with. You know, we are kind of, uh, here to talk about football and our, our takes and sometimes our takes are misinformed a bit. So, you know, apologies to Solomon and Randy, and hopefully you guys are doing well in a mental state of mind. You know, your, your health is more important than our football game that we like to play. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully you get back on the field and, and, uh, can, can do what you want to do out there. Uh, so with Buckner at one, number two, who do you got at number two? Um, I'm going to have Chris Jones if he retains that D tackle. Okay. Um, I I have... I, if they're switching to that 4-3. He's going to be inside. Yeah, so he's going to be... Because on the MFL, he was a DN last year. Yeah, so he's, he's a very good 3-4 defensive end. Yeah, so I, with the switch to a 4-3, he's going to kick inside. So I, I, I've probably got him right now as my number two. Yeah, I have him at three. So I'm not okay. too far behind you. My number two is Snacks. Mm -hmm. Snacks provides you with such a good floor that I think that's worth the number two D tackle. I think his floor mm -hmm. is so high. Even if he does not get you a sack, he still got you two or three tackles a week. And a lot of times in your leagues, the defensive tackle premium leagues, those tackles get bumped up. Now, sometimes it's the sacks that get bumped up, but he still get you four or five sacks. So I think Snacks is, is my guy here at three or two. And I have Jones at three. So who's your number three? I have Snacks at three. So we've okay. just kind of flip-flopped yeah. on those two. See, but you yeah. know, we, we disagree a lot. We, 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 we kind of get on each other about, you know, certain things. But we, we generally have the same tiers, at least. Right. So sometimes our, our players are a little out of order, but it seems like we tier these very similarly. 
Yeah. Uh, so number four, I have. Uh, we just talked about him on the bonus show, the on the NFC East, Fletcher Cox from the Eagles. And we talked about okay. the QB hits. We talked about his ability to get to the quarterback. He led the team in sacks. I mean, what what, what don't you like about Fletcher Cox? I mean, what's your number four? I have Cox at four. There you go. So so we're we're. Uh, we're on the same wavelength here. So number, f- so we'll yep. just kind of run through these pretty quickly because we're, we're not disagreeing much here. Number five, I have – this is where we might start to disagree. I have Sheldon Richardson with the Browns. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, I've seen him up close and personal with the Seahawks, with Minnesota, uh, you know, before with the Jets. You know, he's, he's a good defensive tackle. Who do you have Yes, yeah. Okay, well, so we did disagree here. At five, I'm going to go with Deron Payne. Deron Payne. See, Deron Payne is, is is a DT2 for me, so he's not on my top ten. I'm putting him up there. He's did super well uh, stepping into that role as a rookie last year. He had five sacks, and that's hard to do for a rookie defensive tackle. For rookie you know, nose got, tackle. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's even harder, so... With Allen there, Kerrigan there, now they've added uh, uh, Montez Sweat on the other side. Mm-hmm. I think he's only going to get better. So uh, he's one of my players on the rise. So, yeah, I've got him at number five. See, I'm a little – I guess I'm a little biased against uh, defensive tackles that are considered nose tackles. Usually I am, but, I mean, I like that defense, what they're putting together, yeah. especially when you consider the back end with Landon Collins and everything. They're just loading up on defense, and when you have that many skill positions, you can't double-team everybody. So, yeah. Now, just a quick thing. This, these are our dynasty ranks. We, we always talk in dynasty terms. At least I do because that's, that's yes. pretty much all I play. You know, IDP, you do have to have a little bit of that redraft lens, which is why I think Damon Harrison is so high because – you know, long term, you know, he's getting up there at age. He might not be, you know, a ten year defensive tackle for you, uh, whereas some of these guys are. But you know, you, you have these guys here. Um, so we're looking at number six. six at this point, right? So number six. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling we may be agreeing here. I have Ed Oliver at number six. It's like you're reading my mind. And I had I had him a, a little higher earlier, but I'm looking at some of these guys, and and I might even slot Oliver ahead of Richardson. Um, but I think I want to see Ed Oliver on a football field first before I you know crown him, so to speak. Right. Um. So you got Oliver at six as yeah. well, so we can yep. move right along. Uh, at Plus, seven plays for that. Uh... Buffalo, you know, they hand out tackles like candy on Halloween. That's so. true. So his tackle floor should be pretty good. His sacks, yep. I think, is where, you know, he, he could be Fletcher Cox and DeForest Buckner when it comes to sacks. Yep. Uh, number seven, I have Jerron Reed from Seattle because he's an uh, underrated D tackle that just gets done. Okay, so this is where I had Richardson. Okay. I, I really like him in Cleveland's um, – system as you mentioned earlier i think with garrett and um olivier on the other side and that linebacking group what they're putting together i like it pretty well as for reed your guy yeah i mean that's he's actually my number eight guy so okay. um 
I like him. I, I wished he had just a little bit more help around him mm-hmm. to alleviate some of these double teams or whatever. Uh, maybe some of these young guys, Rasheem Green and LJ Collier and, and these other guys that they've drafted, maybe they pan out. But I think he's going to be not because of nothing he's doing, but he's going to be affected by the loss of Frank Clark. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, he can be the pass rush for them, similar to the Eagles, where Fletcher Cox right. is that disruptive force in there. Uh, at number eight, who do you have? You had Sheldon Richards at eight, you said, right? Or yes, Jerron yes. Reed? No, Jerron I had Reed at, Reed Reed at eight. H. Richards at seven, yeah. Okay. At eight, I have Geno Atkins from Cincinnati. And this is where one of these vets that each year he's going to slide down my rankings a little bit. But until he completely falls off, he's still a disruptive force. You know, when, when somebody is scouting and says he's a, he, he looks like Geno Atkins, you perk up a little bit like, ooh. Right. You know, that's a good comparison because Atkins is, 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 you know, like a lot of these guys that we said, disruptive, can take yes. on double teams, can shed double teams, you know, uh, physical, detackle that can hold his own. Um, and I, I got him at eight. Who do you have? at nine so at nine i'm going to go with kawan short i know that's a little bit higher than what a lot of people having but i think having i think having gerald mccoy down there with him is going to pay off big i have him at 11 and it depends again on what carolina is doing he or mccoy might be listed as a d end if they go to that three four that people have been rumoring about carolina um i I still think kawan short is is a good D tackle and and you know, mm-hmm. and gets you you know when you get down to this range, folks, you're not expecting a whole lot. Well, even if they do go to that three four, it's going to be short, McCoy and Addison. Yeah, Mario Addison. But short's going to be gonna... a defensive end then, which drops That's his value kind of, tremendously. Yeah, if that happens, then yeah, that'll drop his average. Yeah, that'll drop his value almost or out value. of almost out of. If that's the case, then I would. I will take him out of these rankings for me yeah. if if that's the case. Yep. <clears throat> and let's see, number nine. Now my number nine is a bit of a shock, and I think this has to do with ceiling. I have uh, your boy Maurice Hurst. <laughs> okay. And I think this has to do more with ceiling. You know, we've seen him stay healthy <clears throat> for the most part. Right. Uh, he he will build. He will. He was on a front line from Oakland that had nothing going for it last year. Uh, he still got four sacks. He still yeah. So I think Brees Hurst has a high ceiling as a disruptive defensive tackle that can get you sacks. And that's my number ten. That's who I had at ten. So we're pretty close on everything. Um, I think Klein Farrell is going to help him tremendously. And then. Uh, so yeah, I'm really liking Hurst. He's got a high ceiling, as you said, and I think he's only going to get better as it goes along. So, yeah. Uh, moving on to number ten, or actually, who did you have at number nine? Oh, I'm sorry, I had Hurst at nine. That's what it was. Hurst at nine. So me, me too. How about that? Yeah. Um. So looking at number ten, you I'm go still going to. I'm still going to go with Sue. I think he's one of the most dominant players the league's ever seen. I know his numbers don't quite reflect it a lot of times because of the doubles and triple teams he sees, but he's been pretty consistent overall. And uh, he's just routinely in a lot of the leagues that I'm in, 
he's always a top 10 fantasy option at that position. So until I can see him starting to drop into that 11 to 15 range, uh, then he's going to be my number 10 guy right now. Yeah. Uh, I have a Sean Robinson and this, he may drop down my ranks depending. (laughs) Now he played pretty well last season. He's got a beast in, in, Harrison next to him, uh, which is why I think you know he might drop down a little bit. It's why I dropped Ogan Joby down a little bit because you know they, they kind of might cancel themselves out. Now yeah. I very well could put Quinn and Williams in this spot. I think he's in the same tier, so I think I think after Williams and Ash, I think see as I'm looking at it now, Ashawn Robinson might drop down a tier for me. I would probably put, yeah, I would put Williams ahead of him. Yeah. The thing about Quinn and Williams is now they're talking about him playing defensive end, too. So, a lot I think of these another one tackles. Would be Christian Wilkins for Miami. I think he's right there with that group, too. Yeah. I think Christian Wilkins has been climbing up my board. Uh, even Dexter Lawrence has been. So, yeah. So, these rookies, you know, it might be that rookie fever we're all feeling. Uh, which actually we're going to talk about rookies right now. Uh, those, those are our top 10 defensive tackles. Um, the list is pretty similar uh, for the most part. Some, a couple different names here. But a D-tackle. Uh, we both mentioned Ed Oliver in the top 10, so obviously Ed mm-hmm. Oliver's our number one guy. You're your number one guy for life, your life partner, <laughs> uh, Ed Oliver. Um, you, you have an Ed Oliver tattoo yet? Not yet. Not yet. That's scheduled for this Thursday. <laughs> That's why we can't tape this Thursday. <laughs> it could be. Could be. Uh, uh, number ten, always in our hearts. Is he going to wear number ten? I don't think he I can in the I NFL. Don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think the rules or whatever the stipulations are will let him. But we'll have to look up on the uh, Buffalo Bills website and see. Maybe he'll wear like ninety nine or something like that. Oh, that was Kyle Williams' number. Do you think they're going to let yeah. him wear Kyle Williams' number? I kind of doubt it. I doubt it. I think, yeah. yeah. Williams anyway. was a legend up there, so. Then again, if Ed Oliver asks you to do something, what's your answer? Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Yes. Yes. <laughs> number two, I have Quinn Williams, as we just mentioned, uh, at number two for, for rookies. I'm just assuming you're the same. Yeah, I have him at two. I think lined up next to Leonard Williams and with that linebacking group behind him, I think it, that makes him an easy choice at two. Yeah, I mean, you, you got a defensive tackle that can play like an end. The opportunity right. for sacks is there. He might play end, which might make him obsolete on this defensive tackle list, which Well, I think be. he's going to stay at D tackle, but I'm with you on moving around. They may try to move him around to get him some matchups. Yeah. So as long as he stays a D, t- D tackle in fantasy, I'm good with it. Yeah. He and Leonard Williams have kind of always been that hybrid. You know, and I think the Jets love a lot of those hybrid big big or kind of athletic tackles i guess is the best way to put it that don't have to be just shoved in the middle take up space and and eat linemen basically right uh so i'm pretty sure you have the same number three that i do in christian wilkins yes i like you mentioned him being in that tier uh close to williams here so with that uh you know we're agreeing again what's up with that (laughs) i think wilkins plays a lot of snaps this year because Miami doesn't have anybody else there. No, they've been missing ever since Sue left. They've been missing somebody like this. So yeah. I think I mean, he kind of feels that pretty real. good, but 
he'll play beside him. Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to be together, not and they got the uh, splitting is it time. Vincent Taylor or yeah, Vincent Taylor, who, who I like okay. as a as a rotational player. Uh, yeah. For your, you know, if you're, if you're a start to D tackle league, he's a guy you might want to keep on your radar. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely think Wilkins steps in as the is the main guy there. Yeah. Uh, number four. Here's where we might differ. I took my <laughs> Golden Domer, Jerry Tillery. Dang, you're you must be cheating. I am. You you're holding your sheet up to my <laughs> to the camera, and I'm just reading off of it. Yeah, that's um, I have Tillery at four as well. I think out there in. And Los Angeles for the Chargers, man, he is going to be a beast with Bosa and Ingram, and then that talented secondary behind him. All he's got to do is just line up and eat. Yeah, and that's a good run-stopping position. If you think of yes. Brandon Meebane, he's he's an unsung hero of that Chargers defense. You know, he was from Seattle, so I'm a little, maybe a tiny bit biased uh, in that. But you know, when he came over from the Seahawks, he was a run stopper, and that's what he does for the Chargers. And he's getting older. And Jerry Tillery will kind of be that heir to him. You know, they'll play side-by-side side for this year more than likely. Uh, but Tillery will start to take more of that run-stopping role, I think, as the year goes on. Now, number five is where we may differ. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I have one of your boys, uh, Jeffrey Uh-oh. Simmons. And I know he's probably not playing much, if at all, this year. I see him with a higher dynasty ceiling. Now, if we're talking about redraft, obviously he's off this list because yeah, he's not draftable. He he might play the end of December is is what I'm kind of getting the inkling of, but there's no reason to rush him back. I think you just redshirt him, IR him, and uh, save him for next year. Yes, because I'm glad you're recording this because we may never agree like this again, but I have Simmons <laughs> as well at five. Um, you know, redraft or yearly, he's he's a non-factor. But it would be Dynasty, Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. would be here at five if that's the case. And I have yeah. Lawrence very closely behind there, so it's not a huge gap, but I just have Lawrence right. slightly behind Simmons. Um, I, I think Simmons would have been a higher draft pick had he stayed healthy. He would have been a top oh, yeah. 10 you know, right yeah. after Oliver probably. Yep. Um, now that injury does come with some concerns in this future. Um, so, you know, recovery, uh, as we heard is about a year. So, you know, he, yep. he should be recovered in plenty of time for 2020. Um, yeah, like the, yeah. like the chances there. Now, the one thing is, is Sim- Simmons might be the heir to Jarrell Casey, who plays that kind of hybrid tackle mm-hmm. and kind of, thing where you're kind of stuck kind of like win at williams you know you're kind of stuck is he an end is he a tackle right what's he going to play and, and maybe next year you see casey kind of kick out simmons play that in inside yeah. so but yeah i think you know it's age catches up to everybody so i think it, this was a great pick he can learn from a couple years from casey uh you know whenever casey's done then he'll assume that throne but I like to pick. I think, you know, if he, next year going forward, they're going to put them two together. They're going to be a handful. Yeah. The one thing I don't, I don't get is it seems like a very, like, this is the last shot year for, um, for the, like, Mariota and the Titans. I'm surprised they didn't try to take an offensive weapon there at that spot. Because, you know, this is really Mariota's make-or-break seasons. But 
Well, they got him AJ Brown, so I think you know they with did, Corey yes. Davis, AJ Brown. You know they've got Henry back there. They've got Deion Lewis. They've got some of the other guys. Delaney Walker's back. But yes, this is his make or break year. They was earlier he added on some weight, and everybody was kind of that was the big buzz. But yeah. he's a good quarterback, but he's got to stay healthy. And I think with what they've put around him, if he doesn't do it, then he's gone. No yeah, question. Definitely. And and he if he better do it right out the gate because yeah. they didn't bring Tannehill in. Just no reason. And I'm not a Tannehill fan. I don't think he's the guy that we need. But yeah, I think well, if it goes that, if they get to Tannehill, then they're drafting a quarterback within the next two years. Yep. Well, if you want to learn how to scout quarterbacks or scout any of these rookies that we talked about, you can go to the Scouting Academy. And here's a word from the Scouting Academy: Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for a limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. So go to DynastyFootballFactory.com, and while you're there, not only sign up for the Scouting Academy, but also get the membership. This membership deal that we have going on right now for $29.99, getting the site-free, uh, site access for a year. You get the two guides, the Offensive Rookie Guide and the Defensive Rookie Guide, and you get to talk to us every day, all day, if you really want to, when we're not working, <laughs> I guess, and doing our other jobs that we have to take care of or taking care of kids <laughs> or family stuff. But uh, the Slack channel has been picking up some steam. We got some more uh, listeners, not listen, well, listeners and members uh, over there uh, talking it up. You know, we talk about trades all day. In fact, a couple of these trades we're going to talk about here right now came from the Slack channel. So those uh, trade questions that were asked about, answered, and talked about, we're going to debate uh, here on the show right now. So, Daryl, you have seen these, but uh, maybe not formally. Uh, we got a few to talk about today. Uh, it's pretty loaded right. with D- with some IDP trades. Uh, the first one I have is from the Dynasty Demigod. And this okay. was uh, from Saturday, I believe. The trade was A.J. Green for Devin Bush... And I believe it was a twenty twenty first. Say that again now. AJ Green mm-hmm. for Devin Bush and a twenty twenty first. I'm assuming if you're giving up green, you've probably got other good receivers, so I'm making that deal. Yes, I believe the comments I, I took a picture of it. I don't have the t- the thread in front of me. Uh, they did have, I think, Hopkins and Devontae Adams. So I, I, I don't know I that I wouldn't take that if I had, had lesser receivers. Yeah, I mean, with those two receivers, they, they he had a, a third one, I think, that was okay. They could fill in. Yeah. You know. A.J. Green's <laughs> yeah. an aging vet, had yep. foot issues last year. Devin Bush in a 2021st is no doubt. You can get that receiver in the 2021st draft to take the place of A.J. Green. You fill a linebacker hole with one of the top linebacker prospects of this year. 
the one I prefer out of the two of them by a hair. So that was a no doubt for me. The the poll ended up 51% AJ Green though. Hmm. And, but I kind of chalked that up into offensive um, yeah I agree. bias. Twitter Twitter is very offensively biased. <laughs> Us IDP guys got a scratch and claw for all the respect and all the uh, That's the, right. the, the, the 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 shouts and all uh, for anything we get. The second one comes from that guy. Uh, and this was a good one. We told him we'd answer it on the show. Uh, that guy, mm-hmm. that dynasty guy, I think, is his Twitter handle. Yep. Uh, now, this is a very tough one, and I think uh, this is the one you're interested in hearing about. It was, yeah, I was... Deion right. Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster for Hopkins and Avery Williamson. And I'm assuming he's given up side A. Well, it doesn't really say. It, it doesn't say, but I'm... We'll have to ask him. We, we've been chatting oh. with him quite a bit over the past couple of days. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Deion Jones is better than Williams. Williamson. A little younger. Yep. I like Juju. He's a nice young piece, but I don't think he's DeAndre Hopkins. But he is He is a tad younger, I believe. He is. He's very young. He, I don't think he can drink yet, or he just it turned 21, one or the other. You know, if Roethlisberger was younger, I would like. I would probably take that side. Uh, Deion Jones and Juju. Oh, man. You know, I'll probably take that side anyway. I, I think i go with Deion Jones and Juju. I know I don't – I'm not crazy about giving up Hopkins, but – We're agreeing way too much today. That's it. I'm See, I think, I think Juju and DeAndre Hopkins are both number one receivers. Hopkins is probably my number one, no doubt, receiver. And and he has a better quarterback with uh, Watson. So. He does. Uh, but uh, Deion Jones is a huge upgrade over Avery Williamson if he's healthy. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He most certainly is. And, and Williamson is no slouch. He's not. He's not He's not no Deion Jones. So but I, Juju... Was, has a lot more potential, I think. His he has a lot more potential because he was playing the last two years well with Antonio Brown, the, you know, one of the top receivers in the game playing across from him. And some would argue maybe that's why he got so many yards and touchdowns and, and the opportunities, but he's the number one guy now, no doubt, in that system. And Ben's going to feed him. And, yeah, I'm, you know... This is Dynasty, so yeah, I hear you that Big Ben maybe doesn't have forever, but Big Ben's planning on sticking around for a while. If that's the case, you know, and right now I have no reason to doubt that he won't, and he's he's going to sling it all over the yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, t- I'm taking Jones and Juju in this. Yeah, I think we agree on that, which is a scary, scary world that we live in. Yeah, that, that's very everything. scary if we're agreeing. It is, but I think we agree. And one of the things to, to think about about DeAndre Hopkins, he's 27. He's got a few good years, absolutely. Oh, left. yeah. He, he most certainly. And, you know, I wouldn't hate if you, if you said you wanted the other side or anybody. If they said they'd take Williams yeah. and Hopkins, it, it's hard to argue that, but I think. See, looking from both owners' perspectives, the one owner is seeing I get an upgraded linebacker and a comparable wide receiver. The other guy's saying, I can get the top IDP asset in PPR, possibly. 
and just take a little hit at linebacker and you're okay with that. Although according to you, Avery Williamson is going to have a better season this year than he did last year. I think he'll he'll do just as good or better, yeah. But he's still that was our conversation Tuesday that we had, yeah. Yeah. So I'm so yeah. That one that one's uh interesting and I I don't think either side lost necessarily. I think that's pretty fair trade. I think that's uh, so. one of the actually trades like that are what's good because I think both sides can walk away and say they won. Yeah. So here's one that's a little interesting. Not much defense involved, uh, but actually there's no defense involved, so we're going to skip that. <laughs> uh, this one does have defense involved. Uh, Kyler is a 1QB 24-team league, so you're going deep. Okay. Kyler Murray, Mark... Marquez Valdez Scandling. Okay. A late first and a late second for Jimmy GQ, Landon Collins, Jamie Collins, Latavius Murray, Geronimo Allison, Muhammad Sanu. So my first thought is that second team's given up a lot of pieces for Kyler Murray and a late first. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, what was the what was that second group again? Uh, Jimmy GQ, mm-hmm. Landon Collins, and Jamie Collins, Latavius Murray, Geronimo Allison, Muhammad Sanu. My first thoughts right away is Valdez Scanling and Allison cross each other out. Jimmy GQ and Kyler Murray cross each other out. Yes, pretty much. Uh, Landing Collins is probably worth a late second if you're depending on your scoring, although he said scoring was very high. This is our buddy Peter. Um, maybe a late first is what you'd buy Landing Collins for. And then yeah, you're getting I'm... Jamie Collins, I don't think is a piece really. Latavius Murray could be a decent back. Sanu is nothing in my eyes in this trade. Um, I think when you dissect it like that, it looks pretty even. I'm not sure. So See, I'm not Haskins. sure if I just got Kyler Murray, I'd want to give him up. Or it's Murray. Because you figure what was Murray, the other piece? Murray, Valdez, Scanling, a late first and a late second. Late first, late second. If I just drafted Kyler Murray, I'm holding on to him unless somebody's offering me a King's Ransom. Because if you just took him at the 101, that 101 was worth Yeah, I, I mean, I'm probably as high or higher on anybody than anybody on landing Collins, but ooh, a first, a second, and Murray, which is basically another first, I'm I'm keeping that side. I, I mean, I love landing Collins, don't get me wrong, but I that's just too rich for my blood. Yeah, and I don't think i make that trade yeah I, I think i pass on that too but uh you got any more for us i know you were checking out a couple uh no i you no. said you had a couple so that, you that was three one... we had the one non-defense one in there that i didn't, yeah didn't remember here i had uh, the one with the uh Deion jones and juju so yeah so uh that's about it for the trades and i think the one trade we would have taken so we will play. I'll take that trade. 
but the <laughs> last one I don't think I would have taken. Um, yeah. So, back after a two-week hiatus, <laughs> we, we have one of Daryl's former Debbie Diamonds on the show, and now we have another Debbie Diamond for your listening pleasure today. Yeah, so hopefully you're taking notes, Dan. You're always I, I asking will. me for Debbie help, so... Well, I, I gave you a name in the in the Slack channel the other day. Yeah, you did. That you knew, and so. We may get to that at some point down the okay. road, but we still got a little time wa- on that one. You'll have to be watching <laughs> some high school tape for that, dude. If you um, want to know who we're talking about, you'll just have to join and become a member at DynastyFootballFactory.com and, and join the fun yeah. and talking. If you we ask can. who the player we were talking about was, I will tell you. That'll show you're a listener and that you're a member. Yep, and you, we you get support into some us deep conversations we'll on there. Yes, we do, and sometimes we talk about uh, beer and wine, and somebody was taking pictures of their burgers, and yeah, yeah, we we have a thread for off-topic stuff. If you just want somebody to talk to, you know, yep, we'll, we'll chat with you. You know, we'll tell you but we're going some... to see Spider-Man. I went to go see Spider-Man the other day. But in between all the fun, there is some deep nuggets when it comes to IDP yeah. and all this other stuff. And... Yeah, I mean, our, our employees... You're really missing out if you're not on this. Our employees ask questions, you know, because sometimes yeah. you just want to bounce ideas, and it's kind of like, well, I don't even think our Twitter room is even used anymore. I think everybody's using Slack now to kind of yeah. have these conversations about, hey, I'm at 205, here's who's on the board, what do you think? You know, as a bouncing, you know, I have an idea in my head sometimes, but sometimes I just like to throw stuff out there and see if it sounds nuts and uh if it does then i change my mind and kind of come up with a different plan but um so let's without further ado your debbie diamond of the week yes so the debbie diamond of the week is going to be a linebacker from iowa state not iowa Uh, we we already talked about aj didn't we yeah yeah, so so th- this guy plays for the Iowa State Cyclones. It's Marcel Spears. He's a senior, 6'1", 218, really high-intensity player. I actually sat down and watched three games of his today. We'll dig in a little deeper. So is uh, he an edge or an inside backer? He's an inside guy right now. Oh, see, now you're talking my language. Yeah, he's an inside <laughs> guy right now. I mean, they he does step over and play some on the edge, but... They've got him lined up in the middle, and he's he's very athletic, has really good coverage skills, um, reads and reacts. Probably one of the better read and react players I've seen in a while. Um, his first step is explosive, and he accelerates all the way through the tackle. I mean, he's not running to contact. He's running through contact, which I love. Um, which is a good way to cause turnovers. Yes, and he is a turnover machine. If you'll watch... I'd seen somebody else comment about it somewhere, and I noticed he's always ripping and pulling and punching, and he's looking to get that ball out at every every which way possible. The one knock on him is his size at two eighteen. He's going to have to add some weight a little bit. Um, what is he coming out this year? Or is he younger? Than he 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 will be coming out this year. This is his senior season. Okay, so he's got a year to put on some weight. Maybe he's built up over the the summer. You know. Which one of my other flaws was him getting off blocks, I, but that's part of the weight issue because yeah. once those big linemen get their meat hooks on you, you're 
most people are doing it anyway. So, yeah, I think like, most linebackers are what, like 230, 240. Yeah. So, I mean, he had 10, 15 pounds. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. So, is that all you have on him? And that's all I have on him right now. All right. And what's his name again? <laughs> Marcel Spears. Marcel Spears. You just made the list. You just made the list. That's right. So, well, that about wraps it up. We're at our minute 30. It's funny because one of our future guests asked about how long we go. And he's like, it looks like you guys run about 60 to 90 minutes. I'm like, yeah, that's about how long we run, except for like some two-hour shows in the past. But uh, we're right at the 90-minute mark today. We're, we're cruising on up. I remember, seems like only yesterday you was fussing to me. We're at an hour. Yeah, I know. Now, now I don't even yeah, hear like, you say that we're an hour no more. You're like, we're we're closing in on two hours. Yeah, so, yeah. When it closes in on two hours, that's when it's time to pull the ripcord. I, I'm just trying to prepare you for the bigger things that's coming ahead. Well, you know, Daryl, you keep making these promises. I hope your promises are followed through with here correctly, because it would be great to be able to just do this all the time and talk football all the time. Yes, it would. But, yes. Uh, it- but again, that's about it for the IDP Nation podcast for this day. I won't say this week because what do we got coming at you the rest of the week? Two shows, two bonus shows. Mm-hmm. We have one on the AFC North and one on the NFC North this week. Uh, probably dropping uh, what Wednesday and Friday, I think, is when we're dropping uh, these things. Yeah. I think we're recording uh, this week. Uh, and next week we got a busy week planned as well we, we kind of been stacking up some guests and uh, we just want to get these people on and we're saying you know what we'll, we'll we'll spend a whole three or four days recording uh, and just knocking it out of the park as usual um, another thing to look forward to as a uh, private uh, matter not not necessarily private as in my personal life but I will be... <laughs> appearing on the daily blitz with uh matt williams from ff statistics uh he is doing a 32 team breakdown uh i think it's just offensive uh Mm -hmm. of each team and i am representing my seahawks along with uh dynasty outhouse russ i believe uh is coming on with me to talk some seahawks football with matt and if you want to check that out, that's over at FF Statistics. And uh, I have reached recording. out to him as well, so he's supposed to get back with me on doing some Titans talks. So. Yeah, so uh, I will be on there. I'm not sure exactly when it drops, but look on my timeline. It'll be there. I'll be retweeting, as always, um, you know, supporting other podcasts and other things as well. Um, you guys had a uh, pretty bang-up episode last week on rated idp live i saw some clips um you guys were, were feeling pretty fine talking some cornhole and uh or, or beanbag, beanbag. As I, yes beanbag. beanbag not cornhole uh and uh, i heard Fenaro going a little nuts on the show so. yeah we got we got the old uh the old man wound up just a little bit. He went on a little rant for us, and then uh, everybody that's listened knows Coach. You know Coach Dingus. Yeah, Dingus. Um, we introduced his new segment last week, which he's uh, – it's kind of a – what's trending. We talked about the bagel guy. Yeah, um, okay. So he's kind of taking these trending things and make them a NFL fantasy 
comparison type deal and, it, and he did a bang up job on it so if you yeah. haven't heard that you need to listen to that and we had Waltner on as well from the yes, uh, capology yes, so yes. I yeah, didn't hear any a, rants from him, so I didn't mention that. So. He was pretty docile. He was. Yeah. He was <laughs> so you guys are on Podbean. Uh, anywhere else we can find you so far? I think we're on Spotify. I'm not sure, Spotify. but you can check us on yeah. YouTube because Dougie usually puts us up on there. YouTube. So yeah, YouTube. And, and uh, he's got a Podbean web page that's got all the uh, got all the shows all and everything episodes. lined up there. Okay. So yeah. So check out. I'm sure uh, Doug has that posted on his uh, Twitter feed. I'm sure yeah. um, you can check his pin tweet probably to find that information and check them out as well as us. Um, you know, they're, they're a little more, you know, we try to be laid back on this show. They're even more laid back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're super laid back. I was hearing Daryl was having a tough time waking up on Sunday morning. This is Sunday morning, I guess. He had a little rough time waking up. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, you, got, yeah, you guys was, play hard on that show. Yeah, we do. All work and no fun makes you a dull guy. And I, uh, usually when we're done on Saturday nights or Friday nights, I, I sleep pretty well. <laughs> you almost missed a pick, but, you know, fortunately, we, uh, <laughs> we, we took care of you. <laughs> well, that'll about do it. Um, obviously, check out Dynasty Football Factory for our writing. Uh, Daryl's working on a piece or two. I think our, his interview in written form Mm-hmm. Uh, with Reed, Harrison, Ducrow will be available sometime this week at some point. And I'll probably be working on sleeper defensive ends. I did D tackles last week. I'll probably work on DNs this week. Um, trying to get some good names for you guys to search in your late in drafts. I don't want to give you the, uh, you know, sleepers like, I don't know, like. Carlos Dunlap is a sleeper because his ADP is a little low. You know, he's a good D-end, and you know who he is. Right. Um, I'm trying to dig deep. So we'll try to dig deep for you, get some names for those of you who are in these insane leagues like I'm in where you got, like, you know, 60 guys deep on your bench, <laughs> and you got to pull strings. These Eliminators we're doing, uh, by the way, uh, thank you for filling up my Eliminator, the Superflex one we should be drafting tomorrow. I think everybody's scared of me. They don't want to. I fill think they up. are. Um, I think it's what it is. Doug's uh, eliminator is off and running, and they're in the like 18th round, I think, drafting. So mm. they'll be drafting for a while. 17 teams. It takes a while to draft, so you got to be on it. Yeah. Um, I'm in a few eliminators uh, for fantasy cares, uh, the toys for tots that uh, are going with uh, Bill Latin, the Ghost, and IDP with B. Uh, so I got those going on at the same time. Uh, we're running some ADP. I got drafts all over. I got to check yeah. my fantasy league like every hour to make sure I didn't miss something. Yeah, I'm getting texts throughout the day because I've got so many leagues. I've got two that's drafting on sleeper, and I've got people yeah. sending trade offers. I've got a Devi IDP Devi league going. I've got this ADP thing that you've got set up trying to get us some info so it's just my phone is about to blow up yeah my phone i had to charge it twice today because it was being used so much and uh, i've turned but... it all the way on silent because if i don't it just sits there and buzzes <laughs> or beeps and dings and yeah and uh your idp only it is filling up we got a few more today uh, it is filling up uh come beat down daryl Again, the goal is for the 16 of us to knock him out week one. Come try. So Come he try. can he can cry in his beer 
<laughs> for the next 16 weeks that he got knocked out by 16 other people. And uh, the, we're going to talk about scoring. We're getting our scoring fine-tuned. So it's going to be pretty even, I think, is what we're working on. Right. We got our, uh, our, our, our point guy, uh, the football cube, Mark. He loves messing with scoring. <laughs> he, he's been fine-tuning our sleeper scoring for our listener league for like a week now. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's doing a good job at it. Yes, and, and he, he has this formula down. He has a spreadsheet down where he gets the top 100 of each position and the top 200 of each position and percentages and stuff. So you can really kind of see if it's really is balanced or it's not. And uh, it's very interesting, and, and I wish I had time to, to do all that. Uh, not that I don't have time, but I, I, I would just get frustrated after five minutes of f- fiddling with it. <laughs> so I'm glad to have some help with uh, that. that. That research is it's time consuming, and it is, but it's yeah. much needed. I will say that it's much needed, but yeah. there's a lot of effort goes into it. Yeah, and fine tuning a scoring is, I think, something that's needed so that we can get a standard for an offense and defense IDP league that is truly balanced yeah you know and, I'm and we, on... if we could make a standard for idp like yeah. this is what it we should be it. like that that would be great so maybe we can work together to kind of beat that into people yeah that this is the standard scoring right here publish it and yeah and i'm it doing this scoring. uh the rookie drafts i'm i entered two more rookie drafts today to my spreadsheet so maybe that's something we can look at yep um because I know a lot of people, they want to know where rookies are being drafted. Yeah, and, uh, especially now, because now I think is a lot different than it was back when you started collecting. It is, and I've kind of got them in order so I can see the trends of how players, when it started, where they were being picked, yeah. and then where they're being picked now. So that's something, and then I, I, I mentioned to you my personal grading system I'm working on. It's not going to be ready this year, maybe not next year, but maybe I'll have enough of it done to where I can start putting some of that out there giving people ideas about stuff so i'm looking at adding some other info and all that good stuff so maybe uh in the near future we'll have some uh some uh help us with rankings and stuff like that some uh grades and all that good stuff oh yeah i forgot to mention uh for those of you who are interested in taking daryl down if you did not uh get your idp rookie guide yet Anybody that signs up for the IDP only Autism Speaks Eliminator will be entered in a chance to win one. I'm giving one away to somebody who's getting in there. Uh, Obviously, some people are already knocked out of the competition because Daryl already has one. I already have one. John Orr already has one. You know, some of us already have one. And if you bought one, I'm going to pull your name because obviously you don't need another one. Uh, So all of you who sign up, uh, if you want to sign up now, that would be a great opportunity. Even if you already bought one, it's a great charity to give to. Uh, one more shout-out to the At Fantasy Shack is running an autism awareness uh, bowl, similar to the Scott Fish Bowl. And that draft will be taking place as soon as 96 teams sign up. I believe we've already had a few. Um, Shane has donated uh, four copies of the upcoming redraft guide. That will be dropping very soon on DynastyFootballFactory.com uh, to the Fantasy Shack Autism Awareness Bowl number one. So we, we were the first to donate something to the bowl. Not us personally, but our website uh, 
and the Factory Sports Network uh, for the good cause. And, uh, you know, Shane's a good dude. He, he joined our Super Flex League, even though he's anti-IDP. Uh, again, <laughs> uh, thanks to him, and thanks to him for donating those to this cause. Um, at Fantasy Shack, if you want to go, it's $25 buy-in. I, I might have mentioned it was free. It, it's not. We're going to do the buy-in so that we can raise money. And if, if you do the math, you have $25 and you have 96 entrants 25 times 96 would be two thousand four hundred dollars raised for autism awareness and i will make sure i get the proper site and tweet something out about that tomorrow uh for your information if you're interested in joining that and you can't find fantasy shack or you're listening in the car and you can't write that down um definitely Give that a shot. If you didn't get into Scott Fishbowl, this is your opportunity to get in something with some of the uh, personalities or, you know, a larger league like that that has a playoff format. So check it out. I think we've talked for about 15 minutes trying to plug our stuff. So you're probably sick of hearing from us and the stuff we got to say. But uh, <laughs> Daryl, we're going to wrap up now. Uh, that's about it. We will be seeing you uh, the next in the next couple days with some episodes mm-hmm. and that's about it almost training camp time here it's very close well good night now go hawks Tighten up. and we will see you all later this week with the afc north the afc norris division whatever you want to call it <laughs> one more go hawks and up. we'll see you <laughs> Later.